There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. It's the 9th of February. It's still gorgeous outside. It's 2024. And I kind of believe everybody is going to have themselves a wonderful weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. I mean, how can you not be in a good mood? It's gorgeous outside. But Lions fans aren't in a good mood. We'll get to that momentarily. And Pistons fans, they sure in the hell are not in a good mood. Like, before we get to the Lions, and I had this epiphany doing a radio show on Wednesday night with my radio partner, Bob Winowski, from the Detroit News, and of course, the ticket. Before we get to that, we got to bring up Troy Weaver, Trader Troy, because Troy Weaver was pretty busy. Yesterday was the trade deadline at 3 o'clock. The day before, he made some moves as well. And Troy did a lousy job. I don't know how else to say it. For all the people that said, okay, it's all going to make sense after the trade deadline. Of course, the Pistons are a seven-win basketball team at the time of this recording. Maybe they win tonight and they become an eight-win basketball team. But the bottom line is, the Pistons are a disaster. And Troy did nothing to make you believe that they're headed in the right direction. So yesterday on the trade deadline day, he made a couple moves. He got rid of Alec Burks. And he got rid of Boyan Bogdanovich, which, by the way, is a good thing in its own right, right? But then you find out that he traded them together and he could not get a single first round pick for them. And what you got back was a guy that isn't awful, Quentin Grimes, who was unhappy in New York. And that's really it. Like, go look up the trade. The Pistons got a whole bunch of dudes that are no longer going to be here, either right now or next year. They're over their player maximum when these trades happen. At one point, they had 19 players, so they had to start releasing people. Like, here's the deal. You're a god-awful basketball team, so you either do one of two things. You try to trade a bunch of people for draft equity, so hopefully you can nail it in the draft in the years to come and rebuild your team. Or, if you don't want to do that, you got to get better. And they did not get better. They went out. They got Quentin Grimes. He's a 3D guy. He could help you off the bench. He was unhappy in New York. Okay, but he's not as good as the two guys that you gave up for him. Talking about Burks and your leading scorer in bogey. Like, I think we all wanted to trade Boyan last year because you could have got a first-round pick for him. But as usual, Troy hung on to him way too long. And you got nothing for him. I don't want to say nothing. You got less for him. And you had to give away Alec Burks too. And then it gets more funny, by the way. Because then the slew of releases came by the Pistons. They got rid of Joe Harris. Remember Joe Harris? You gave up two second-round picks for Joe Harris to the Nets. You gave him a $20 million contract. Released. And then, of course, the funniest part of it all was Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes, Troy took seventh overall pick in 2020. That's a lottery pick. He passed up on Tyrese Halliburton, who's an all-star, a perennial all-star. 
And he got a guy like Killian who nobody liked because he just wasn't very good. Well, Killian, as the story goes, goes to Troy and says, I want out. Troy couldn't find a single team to trade him to. He couldn't get a single thing back, not even a small little piddly second round pick. So what did he do? He released Killian Hayes. And I think Killian Hayes is probably happy, probably happy to not have a job in the NBA than the, yeah, the Pistons. So let's recap very quickly, okay? Let's recap very quickly. Troy can't make trades that work. Troy trades away better players and get lesser players in return. Troy also can't draft. And if you want to say Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, cool, pretty much fell in his lap. But he took Killian Hayes. And then he got rid of Killian Hayes four years later, really three seasons later. The guy does nothing well. And I don't think that the owner, Tom Gorris, is going to fire him. Because if you were going to fire him, why are you allowing him to make all these trades to begin with? What, for another GM that might disagree with the moves that Troy made? It's such a disaster. Every facet of being a GM, guy doesn't do well. But he's here. Why? Because the owner don't give a damn. And I take you back to a former podcast that we did. Other than winning, we do a lot in the community. That's all Tom Garris cares about. So there you go. Truly a disaster. The Detroit Pistons. Let's move on. Because I did a radio show on Wednesday, and I talked about this on the podcast a little bit yesterday as well. There's this weird thing going on in Detroit. Lions fans are not going to watch the Super Bowl. I waited until Friday to really dive deep because I wanted evidence. Wednesday, I brought this up on the show with Woj, and you would not believe how many Lions fans are just too hurt from having lost the NFC title game to watch the Super Bowl. I thought it was like an American tradition. You never miss the Super Bowl. Everybody loves the Super Bowl. But apparently Lions fans are just way too butthurt because they almost won the NFC title game and they just don't have it in them to watch other teams in the Super Bowl when it's not them. If you don't believe me, I have proof. Now, I did mention this yesterday on the podcast. I got a lot of comments of people who are like, but, but, but the matchup sucks. Okay, first of all, I like the matchup. Chiefs, Niners. But I get it. It's a repeat of a matchup, right? Niners already lost this one a couple years back. They led by what? 10 points, late third quarter, and the Chiefs made a run. I think they outscored them 21 to 10, if I'm not mistaken. But you still have Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Taylor Swift. You got Mr. Irrelevant. You got a stacked Niners team. But I'm not going to try to sell you in the matchup. But you have to admit that it's not the matchup that Detroit isn't watching because of. It's the fact that they're way too soft. You don't believe me? Lions fans have let me down. In a city of grit, blue collar, hard work, Detroit. Fans don't have it in them to watch the Super Bowl because they've been hurt too bad, which, by the way, is funny because being a Lions fan is nothing more than an exercise in pain and torture. 
But apparently the NFC title game where you led by 17 points and you literally had your biggest hopes and dreams yet to be captured. It was right there. Apparently that's too much and that's broke you all. You don't believe me? I got proof. So I'm doing the radio show. I want to play you some proof. I decided to record a couple calls that we got on the show on Wednesday night because I knew you wouldn't believe me. These are actual Lions fans calling up 97 won the ticket. And admitting to me and Wojo and Detroit that they're not watching the Super Bowl. The constant theme was everybody's too upset. Take a listen. I'm not disappointed, and I see. I'm not disappointed at all because they really uh, exceeded what I thought they were going to do. But it's just like it was it was a body blow knowing that you 30 minutes away from the big game, and now you got to sit here and watch a surrogate team or another team that you like. And it's like, it just, man, I don't even have emotional capacity to watch football right now. Wow. You know? Really? I don't have the emotional capacity to do the thing I love to do for six months out of the year. Really? They broke you. Or the Lions. But Mike, all these years you dreamt about this, and now you I finally got what... So hard. You know, it's almost better that the Lions stink. They might need to go back to stinking for everybody's well-being. Uh, Man, no. It's like the expectation, it went up from what you expected. And you're like, yes, yes, we're about to get it. We're about to get it. And dang. And I'm I'm not saying they're the same alliance. By no degree, by no degree am I saying that they are the same alliance because I am not. I'm just saying, for me personally, that really, I mean, I was up, man. I was, I'm like, yes, we're 30 minutes away. We're about to get this. And I mean, man, it's like, wow. But you are going to watch, though. You are going to watch. You're watching, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not boycotting the Super Bowl, but like I said, I don't have emotional capacity to get up for another football game right now. So he's not watching, or he doesn't know that he's going to watch. Like, that is the craziest thing in the world to me. I understand this is a loss that nobody's ever going to get over. We're always going to remember it. It's always going to haunt us. I mean, we know this. But it's been two weeks, guys. You're going to deprive yourself of the last football game of the season? It makes absolutely no sense to me. But I thought that one caller was maybe just the exception. Oh, no, 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 no. We had a full phone line of people not watching the Super Bowl. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they go to a book club. Maybe they go to the library, the mall, the movie theater. I heard the Apple Orchard is back open because it wasn't open during the regular season because the Lions were so good. What do you do if you don't watch the Super Bowl? I've always wondered. I've never figured it out. I thought the world closed down, but he wasn't the only one. I'll give you a little snippet of more proof. Lions fans, because they're too upset, still not watching the Super Bowl. Let me uh, tell you why. I'll end it why I think everybody feels this way, including me. I'm still oh, no. so butthurt over the whole thing. Oh. And, you know, I was in Vegas a couple days ago, and all everywhere you go, all you see is San Francisco, Ooh, Kansas City stuff. Very close. And then I'm usually one to watch the NFL Network every week and, and watch all the interviews. I actually turned on the interview, the, the, watched the interviews, and I couldn't last more than two seconds because I'm Ooh. still so hurt over it. Okay. And here's why. Here's, here's why okay. I think people are like this, okay. and me included, and the coach of the Detroit Lions feels this way. The only constants ever in that championship game, recent, 
are Tom Brady teams, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. or San Francisco. The chances of us getting within 30 minutes of going to the Super Bowl again are very slim, and that's what hurts the most because... All right, so he doesn't believe the Lions can get back there, and he is right, by the way. There is a lot of repeat teams in the big game. But he said it himself. He's butthurt. He happened to be in Las Vegas. He couldn't take all the promotion for the Niners and, of course, the Chiefs. So he's not going to watch the Super Bowl. It's amazing to me. What the hell's happened to Detroit? I got one more bit of evidence. This is a longer call, okay? This is a 64-year-old man. Been a Lions fan his entire life. He, too. If he watches the Super Bowl, it's going to be by himself, and he's not quite sure that he will. Take a listen. Listen, I want to literally thank you guys for taking my call. I mean that and what I'm about to say. This is probably the best show you guys have ever done. Ask me why. Why? Why? The reason why you guys are joking, but for a person like me, the show tonight, is like hospital therapy. Yes. It's therapy. Yep. I'm like 64. Well, if the Lord let me live and the creek don't rise, I'll be 64 in March. I have literally watched Lions football for as long as I can literally remember. And all the fans are going to hate me. Well, I'm, I'm not a loser. Fans are not losers. But the fans are going to hate me because I believe this, what happened, this is the epitome. This is the pinnacle. This is the height of same old lions. Oh my! Why do I, James, Why do I say that? I said this oh, right after the game. James, people are going to come after you. You better be careful. I've got to see PCPW. So listen. <laughs> oh, no. Listen. Oh, no. Wow, wow, wow. Let me tell you why I say this. We got callers threatening Look, to shoot each other. <laughs> I used to watch the Lions every Sunday, and especially if they were on early at 1 p.m., if they would blow their diaper, I couldn't even watch. It could be a great game. I wouldn't watch no more football for the day. I wouldn't watch Monday Night Football. I might have it on somewhere in the background, which is what I might do for the Super Bowl, because as I've been sitting here listening, I have reconsidered. I was not going to have a game on. I live in a senior building. They got a Super Bowl party. I wasn't going. I'm still not going, but I might have the Super Bowl on in the background while I catch up with paperwork. But So another fan that's not watching the Super Bowl, and by the way, he's got a gun. So if you give him any grief for saying what you saw two weeks ago was SOL, he's coming after you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was taken aback by this radio show. I thought it was all nonsense. I know some of you people talked about it. All the matchup stinks. I heard the radio shows talking about it. Why isn't Detroit watching the Super Bowl? Like, get over yourself. Watch the damn game. Enjoy your life. You've watched it every year of your life, I would assume. This year is no different. And hopefully next year, you're back in the big game. Or you're in the big game for the first time ever. Like, I keep going back to the Alex Anzalone letter to Detroit. Where in his exit interview with uh, Dan Campbell, Campbell's like, you watching the game. And Alex's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm watching the game. I don't want to go to a party. And Dan Campbell said, you watch it. You get motivation from it. Because you know what? 
this could be your last stress-free Super Bowl. Just like the playoffs have been stress-free up until this year because you weren't in them, then you're in them and every week is a heart attack waiting to happen. Maybe next year you're in the big game. And you're going to have to gear up and it's going to be stressful. It's going to be awesome. But if you lose that game, how are you going to feel? Watch the Super Bowl for crying out loud. We're making Detroit soft. I don't want word of this to get around to other cities. Other cities would laugh their ass off at us. Watch the Super Bowl. Stop acting so upset. Get over it. I know you're not going to get over the loss ever. But at least put on a good face and go watch the damn big game. Anyway, it's the damn podcast. Let me know. Comment section. I don't know why you would watch it. The fact that you can't get over something that happened two weeks ago. I'm not saying not to be upset. I'm not saying not to think about it every day. That's fine. Because I do. But I'm still going to watch the last football game of the season. Like, let's say next year you're in the big game. And you lose it. And it's similar to what happened a couple weeks ago. Does that mean what? You just don't watch free agency? You don't watch the draft? Chronologically, the next thing would be the draft. Do you not watch the draft because you're still too butthurt about losing the Super Bowl? Get over it! Get to some comments. And then let's go home. All right, so <clears throat> I told you, we're doing the comment challenge. Whoever gets the most comments read in a month wins commenter of the month. It's a big deal. Prizes come along with it. And there were two comments that stuck out to me from yesterday's podcast. So it was about Jim Harbaugh. And if it was worth winning a national title, considering coaches are leaving, program can't hire anybody, program seems to be in disarray, lost 30 people off the roster, blah, 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 blah. So I asked the question, was it worth it? I said, yes. I got two comments that stuck out to me. This one, at N-U-R-M-69, says, not going to watch the video, but yes, it was worth it. Okay. Then here's another one. At Polish Eagle, 1858. Like others, can't listen to this. But yes, of course it was worth it. He resurrected a dead program, won a championship. He definitely eclipsed Bo. Well, thanks for commenting. But why can't you watch or listen? Is it because you don't have the time? I would understand that. These are 20-minute videos. Or is it because you hate me? Two now. Two commenters. Didn't want to watch the video. But they were nice enough to comment on the thumbnail on YouTube, which was a picture of Harbaugh in a Chargers outfit asking, was it worth it? Kind of hurts my feelings going into a Friday. Please comment on that. You can't watch me? You can't listen to me? Am I annoying you? If the answer is yes, I got to believe this video is not going to help me at all because I pretty much just called all Lions fans soft. All right. We'll catch you on a Monday after Super Bowl 58. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Goodbye.